What's up, Wizards fans and NBA nerds? My name is Bryce Haas, and you're listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, a podcast giving you game-by-game breakdowns of everything Wizards. Hey, Hoop Heads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Wizards Hoops Analyst. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network, including Cavaliers Central, Knuck If You Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, LA Hoops, and At The Buzzer. Plus, our coaching-focused podcast, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, The Green Light, and Courtside Culture. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, The Hoop Heads Podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. Hey, Hoopheads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. So, like, pretty unexpectedly, that was one of the more interesting and exciting games of the year. Um, the Wizards just lost to the Bucks by a score of um, one twenty-five to one nineteen, but it was a really, really close game down the stretch. With like forty seconds left in the game, it was tied. Um, and yeah, like <laughs> the Wizards didn't have Bradley Beal or Davis Bertans coming into this game, and those two guys, like, when they're off the floor, the pattern has been so far this season that their offense has just been like terrible. And the Bucks have a pretty solid defense. So coming into this game, I did not expect this to be a close game at all. And it was actually really exciting, really interesting. And the Wizards, like all credit to them. They did a great job. Um, two guys in particular obviously deserve a bulk of the credit for keeping the Wizards in this one for as long as they did, um, which I'll get into. But um, I definitely want to first want to talk about um, the last little bit of this game. Um, just going through the play-by-play for like the last minute, I guess, is what I'll go through. Um, so... Actually, let's see. So, yeah, so um, with one minute and seven seconds left, um, Denny Avdia made like that um, three-pointer in transition. Um, it was a relatively deep one. It was like a foot behind the line. Um, obviously, Westbrook got the assist. He drove and kicked out to Denny Avdia, who made that three. Um, and at that point, it was 119-113. Avdia's three made it 119-116. Um, the play after that, Brooke Lopez um, missed a three. Giannis got an offensive uh, rebound, and he tried to shoot a layup, and he missed. Um DiVincenzo, um, and that was like the play where DiVincenzo tried to dunk it back afterwards, and um, he didn't cleanly dunk it, and then he hung on the rim, so it was offensive goaltending. So then that ended up being a turnover, and the Wizards got the ball back down by three with about 50 seconds left um, in the game. And they ran a classic play they run for Beal, which is, um, but they ran it for Garrison Matthews because obviously Beal was um, hurt. 
Um, so they ran a double stagger. Um, Westbrook gave it to Matthews. Matthews just gave it right back to Westbrook. Westbrook just kind of had plenty of space and just shot a deep three from like three feet behind the line. And he made it. Um, and that gave that tied the game with 40 seconds left, 41 seconds. Um, it tied the game at 119. Um, and then after that, the Bucks just went to a two-man game with uh, Middleton and Giannis. Um, Middleton um, came off a Giannis screen, um, just got to his spot in the mid-range, and he drew a foul on Denny Avdia, which is a bad play. On to make that situation, you just you have to rely on him to uh, force him to make a tough two instead of giving him just two shots at the free throw line. Where Middleton is an awesome free throw shooter, um, so Middleton obviously like he made both. He pushed the lead um, for the Bucks to two. It was one twenty one to one nineteen after Middleton made the, um, two free throws. Um, so then coming in, the Wizards um, they just ran a play to get Westbrook the ball out on top. They ran a ghost screen for some reason to get Middleton switched on to Westbrook, which didn't really make much sense to me. Westbrook got into the lane. Um, he tried to draw contact and tried to get a layup, and he I don't even think he drew iron on the layup. Um, I didn't think it was very good design to try to go at Middleton. I guess like it makes sense for the person, um, the inbounder, to do a ghost screen. I thought that was, like that concept, um, just as a concept, is interesting. But if Middleton is a guy guarding the inbounder, I don't love it because Middleton is a good defensive player. Um, so Middleton gets the rebound with 24 seconds left. And this is where it gets weird because the Wizards don't really, really apply a ton of pressure, but they also don't foul. So like 15 seconds ticked off the clock before the Wizards fouled. And I'm like, my guess is that they wanted to get the ball passed to either like Connaughton or Giannis. But if you're going to do that, then you have to send a really, really hard double team at Middleton who had the ball. Um, and eventually the ball did get passed to Giannis. The Wizards couldn't foul in time. Giannis just passed it right back to Milton, and then the Wizards finally fouled after like 15 seconds ticked off the clock. Um, so even though Milton got the rebound with 24 seconds left with this team up two, um, he didn't get fouled until about nine seconds left. Um, and then he pushed the lead um, to four. Again, Middleton's a great free throw shooter. Um, Wizards called a timeout. Um, their play after the timeout was they ran like two Iverson cuts. Um, Rui was the first screener on... Uh, on both cuts, and then he just popped out. He got a pretty good look. I actually, I thought that was an interesting play design too. Um, and he just like he got a good look. Like, but that's not the guy you want taking a twenty-eight foot three-pointer to cut the lead to one. Um, so that was a little bit questionable. Um, Bucks got the rebound, uh, and then the game was over after that. Um, Drew Holiday made two free throws, and it ended up being a six-point um, win for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, but just overall, a really, really good effort. Actually, um, before I go into some of the other stuff, I definitely want to look at the um, game flow uh, win probability from ESPN. Um, so it's actually pretty interesting. So they had with one minute and 28 seconds left, the Bucks were up six and they had the Bucks with a 94 or 95.4% win probability. Um, and then pretty quickly it dropped down to 52.3% for the Bucks after Westbrook made that three-pointer. And then it just spiked back up after that. Um, like um, after Westbrook missed that layup, um, it spiked up to 80% um, with 25 seconds left. Um, so, but overall, a really great effort from the Wizards, a really exciting game overall. Um, and for a while, like their win probability was better than 50%, which is pretty incredible to be um, playing against the Bucks and have that going for you. Um, and the reason, well, I don't know, before I get into more of the reason for that, I do want to um, just say the Bucks coming into this game were 23 and 14. They had a plus 7.3 point differential. Um, which is second in the NBA. They're like underperforming their point differential by like the second worst in the league, um, which means that they're actually better than the record shows. Um, they're fourth in offense coming into this game, which is 100 like, with an offensive rating of 118.8. And they're 11th in defense coming into this game with a defensive rating of 
won 11.5. Um, and yeah, that the loss for the Wizards pushes the record down to 14 and 23. And now I believe they've lost three games since coming back from the All Star break, um, which isn't great. But they've you know played some tough games, um, tough opponents. Um, just going over the four factors um, and overview type of stuff. Um, the offensive rating for the Bucks was only 109, um, which is good for the Wizards to hold them to that. Um, but the Wizards' offensive rating was only 106.3, which is not good at all. Um, Bucks' effective field goal percentage was 51%. Wizards was 54.3, which is a pretty significant um, plus for the Wizards. Uh, Bucks' turnover margin or turnover rate was way higher than the Wizards, but they got the difference is the free throw rate and the offensive rebound rate, where the Bucks were way higher than the Wizards. Um, they had 14% more offensive rebounds than the Wizards. Um, which is a huge margin, and then they had their free throw rate was about um, two and a half percent higher, or no, three point three over three percent higher. So I don't know where I got two and a half from. I read it backwards. Um, so that is also a pretty fairly big margin. Um, just to put that in terms of actual numbers, um, the Bucks had thirteen offensive rebounds, and the Wizards had six, which is a giant gap. Um, for free throws, the Wizards had twenty-two free throws, and the Bucks had twenty-five, which is also a significant gap. Um, Bucks made two, 22 free throws, Wizards made 17, so that is, you know, giving them five extra points from the free throw line is always a big benefit that you want to have. Um, going over some of the top line numbers, Giannis had 33 points, he was 12 and 19 from the field, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. He's just a really tough cover, especially if you don't have like a super athletic big or just like a super, super strong wing stopper like a, in the Jay Crowder mold. Um, because he's just so athletic. Um, he's so long. Uh, he's so, so he's gotten so good at finishing around the rim. He has added a little bit of craft to his finishing ability. Um, he was plus eighteen on the night in thirty six minutes. Um, to be plus eighteen on the night is pretty crazy. So that means that they were minus twelve in the twelve minutes that he wasn't on the floor. Um, and that really just shows like he has such a big impact on offense, but also like on defense, his impact is massive. Um, so he ended up with thirty three points on twenty three shooting possessions. Super super efficient night for him. Um, and he didn't even start the game that well. Um, so just coming through that like. Beginning of the first half, he was or second half, he was really, really good. Milton only had 16 points. Those 16 points on 16 and a half shooting possessions is not a great night for him. Lopez did not look very good. 11 points on 11 shooting possessions, not that big of a defensive impact. Not nearly as big as what you would expect, um, especially because he got like defensive player of the year buzz last year. Um, Drew Holiday had 18 points on 20 shooting possessions. He's still clearly coming back from like he missed significant time. Um, after testing positive for coronavirus like a month ago, um, Bobby Portis was solid coming off the bench. Um, he was four for eight from three. Um, he ended up five for 12 um, for 14 points, was plus 13 on the night. Um, and that's pretty much it in terms of significant role players for the Bucks. And now the two guys I finally get to talk about um, are Russell Westbrook and Rui Hachimura combined for 71 of the Wizards' 119 points. Um, Westbrook had 42 points, 16 and 32 from the field, five and nine from the line. So those 42 points coming on 36 and a half shooting possessions, which is a good, that's good for efficiency. <laughs> like on 36 and a half shooting possessions, score 42 points. That's really good. Um, he had 10 rebounds. Um, he had 12 assists. He looked awesome tonight. He did have six turnovers, but that's because he was handling the ball pretty much every possession because uh, Beal didn't play. So that is a more um, digestible, understandable number than usual. Um, Rui Hachimura had his best game I've ever seen him play by far. Um, 29 points for him, 11 of 18 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3, 4 4 at the line. 29 points coming on 22 shooting possessions. Absolutely ridiculous. He also had, he was good on the glass. He had 11 rebounds. Um, you know, his rebounding ability come, sometimes kind of wanes um, a little bit. Um, and that's pretty much all the significant performance for the Wizards. Um, pretty interesting that Westbrook was a minus 18, but that's more of who he was playing against uh, rather than um, indicative of his actual performance tonight. Um, actually, the other, I do want to say that Troy Brown and Isak Banga did get some good minutes tonight. 
um, Fred Brown was solid when he played um, five points. Um, but obviously, like he defends, uh, which is a big asset for the Wizards who don't have that much defense. Um, so I definitely want to go over the like the shot chart stuff with Westbrook. Um, but like the difference is that he was being aggressive. Um, also, he was like hitting shots that he doesn't usually make, um, <laughs> which really, really, really helps. Um, so Westbrook on the night made five for eleven from three, um, which is not even like that's like ridiculously um, compared to like what he usually does. I want to pull up um, Russell Westbrook NBA stats. I want to pull up his advanced NBA stats page just to look at um, what he usually shoots from around the floor. Um, Profile, tracking, shots dashboard. Okay, so from less than, or actually I want to see how I want to do this. So I'll, actually, I'll look at wide open shots. Wide open shots um, from two point range, um, he only makes fifty one percent. And wide open threes from or wide open threes, he shoots twenty seven point seven percent. On touches of six or more seconds, which are self created shots this season, on two point shots, he's only at thirty four point nine percent. And from three point shots, he's twenty one point one percent. And a lot of these shots that he was taking today were self created shots. Um, that is where he's really, really struggled this season just because his explosiveness hasn't been there. Um, and just his attack mentality, his confidence hasn't been there. Shot selection, like none of that has been there. Um, but this game, like he was attacking and he was hitting shots. Um, so part of that, um, just being more confident does come with hitting shots. But he got into the lane. Um, he shot 12 shots from inside the paint and he was seven for 12, which is awesome. That's what you love to see. He was four for nine um, from mid range, which is higher than what you can expect out of him. That's 44%. And obviously shooting... Um, almost 50% from three is way higher than you can expect out of Russell Westbrook. So part of this uh, Russell Westbrook explosion was 100% due to shooting luck. Um, that's just like a thousand percent. Like that's just what it was. Um, but a lot of it was because he was attacking. He was getting downhill. And a lot of his assists were because he was getting downhill. That's the thing that I love about Westbrook when he gets downhill is that he's not always looking to finish. Like he can't finish the way he used to. And I think he kind of knows that to an extent at this point in his career. Um, but he's looking to dish and he's he drew fouls like he got to the line nine times. That's a good number. Five for nine. That's 55 percent at the free throw line. And that's a good number. That's one point one point per points per possession, which is a good number. That is a really good number to be getting that. So even if he shoots only five for nine at the line, that's still benefiting the offense. That's making the offense better when he gets to the line and it's making the offense way better when he attacks. Um, he was just able to do it way more with the ball in his hands with um, Bradley Beal out um, just like Probably not better than that Brooklyn game he had, but probably the second best game he's had all season. He looked really good tonight. I'm just in attack mode the whole entire game. Now, the three-point shooting is not going to continue. So he needs to be able to continue to attack um, and continue to be aggressive when the shots aren't falling. Um, now, there's like it's kind of like a give and take. Like, what causes what? Do the shots falling cause him to be able to be more aggressive because the defense is kind of coming out a little bit more? I'd say no. Um, because the Bucks continuously went under screens against him the whole entire game, even though he was five for eleven on the night. Like at the end of the game, they're still backing up, backing up on him, like letting him shoot at the very, very end of the game. So I don't think it's really a give and take there. I think that he can still be aggressive even when he's not hitting shots. Um, Drew Holiday was on him. Drew Holiday is an awesome defender. Also, the Wizards were hunting switches. Like I love to see that. Like Westbrook can still take bigs. Um, sometimes like when he gets bigs, he likes to pull up in the mid range, but tonight he was attacking like, um, the wizard or not the, the bucks were switching, um, a lot of screens tonight. Um, just because maybe they don't like, they think that the big can handle Westbrook cause he can just back up. Um, Westbrook was attacking. Like if Brooke Lopez or Bobby Porter's got a switch onto Westbrook, Westbrook was attacking. Um, and that is just a beautiful sight to see. Um, his drop down passes tonight were definitely, definitely on point. Um, just 
dropping it down to uh, like Alex Len got a bunch of dogs from really good uh, Westbrook drop down passes. And the Bucks rotations just weren't completely there because um, Westbrook was attacking. Brooke Lopez was stepping up. And then the guy who was supposed to be helping wasn't helping. Um, part of that is because usually that's Giannis because usually Giannis just happens to be on the weak side corner guy. Um, that wasn't as much the case tonight um, just because Rui Hachimura is more comfortable um, starting from the wing instead of the corner. Um, so it wasn't Giannis's help. Um, <laughs> and that's where Giannis is so good, just kind of playing that free safety role from the weak side corner. Um, so just, but using that manipulation, like that's smart. Um, that's stuff that I've been begging to see more from Scott Brooks. And like they, I don't know if, how intentional that was. Um, but I, that was something that I really, really liked to see tonight. Um, I definitely have to talk about Rui Hachimura. Uh, just an absolutely great game from him. Like not even just the, um, like not even just the scoring, like, cause he was making shots that he usually doesn't make. Um, so that's not going to continue. Right. But just the aggressiveness, the attack mentality of getting all the way to the rim. Like, he has such good physical tools. He's really athletic. He has a 7-2 wingspan. He's 6'8". He's strong. Um, he has good hands. He has big hands. Like, he, there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to get into the rim, get into the lane, and finish a lot. He was 4 of 5 inside the paint tonight. But he, like, never gets there. Like, why is that? Um, he also got some. He got to the line four times. Like, why can't he get to the line more? Um, so that's kind of, like, what I've been begging more of Ruha to do. Just get into the lane. Um and make good decisions. Like, he was making split-second decisions. If the shot wasn't there, he was moving the ball. Um, if a driving lane was there, he was driving. Um, if he had to pass out, like, if the other team helped, he would pass out. Like, he was actually making good decisions, and his decision-making has been probably the biggest point of, like, why he's struggled so far in his career is because his decision-making just straight up has not been good. It has not been fast. It has not been split-second. Um, and in the NBA, if you take an extra split-second to make a decision, like, it's not going to go well. You're going to miss, like, tons of reads. And Ruha Hachimura was not doing that tonight. Um, he was just playing with way more confidence, way more aggressiveness, and he looked really, really good tonight. Um, after last night, I'm pretty sure I was calling for Ruha Hachimura to be out of the starting lineup last night because I was calling him out. Like, he did not play good for the past, like, five, six, like, for, like, a while. Like, he hasn't been playing very well all season. Um... So this was just really, really great to see from him. Like his defense tonight on the ball was a lot better. Off the ball, he still needs work. Um, but like it was a better matchup for him. Like him matching up against guys like Giannis who aren't going to kill him laterally with like just quickness um, are like that's a better matchup for Rui because just like his foot movement, his technique, um, just defending on the perimeter isn't great right now. Um, but he was rebounding. Like he was getting in there with like Brooke Lopez. Like that's not really stuff that you see too much with Rui Hachimura. Um, so that was really, really great to see. And just him getting physical with Giannis, him like guarding in the post, him taking on the challenge. Like that's that's all stuff that you love to see. Um, yeah, he's not gonna shoot three for five from three every night. He's not gonna shoot four from eight from mid-range every night. Um, but I I just love um the way that he played tonight. Um just getting into the paint and finishing. Um actually I do want to look at like what his actual um shooting numbers are from around the floor. Um just to give you a little bit of context as to how ridiculous that shooting performance was. Um, yeah, but this season so far, um, before that game, his points per shot um, was in the 19th percentile, which is not good. Um, so the shooting frequency around the rim this year is only 37%, um, which isn't good at all. But again, he was attacking a lot more tonight, which is great to see. Uh, his finishing at the rim is only at 63%. Um, he needs to get better there, obviously. Um, from mid-range, he's 42%. Tonight, he was at 50%. Um, so obviously, that's going to regress back to the mean. But um, really, really positive from there. Um, last year, his mid-range was at 37%. Um, so 42%, that's improvement. Um, and then his three-point three point shots this year, he's only making out a 31% clip. And he's really been hesitant to shoot them. Like, if he's open, I don't mind him shooting an open three. Like, the Wizards need him to be more confident from three. 
Like, hopefully, that's like he was three for five tonight. That's obviously not going to continue. He's not going to be a sixty percent shooter. But if he can get like to thirty three percent, just like like taking thirty three percent, like making thirty three percent of your wide open looks, um, I think that that can actually really really help the team. Um, and again, just being confident. Like a lot of um, a lot of spacing and gravity is just like the other team thinking you can shoot. Um, so if the other team thinks that Rui can shoot then that would open up a lot for not only Russell Westbrook, but Bradley Beal, um, but especially for Westbrook, because Westbrook does really, really need that space more than Bradley Beal does um, to be effective. And like with um, Ruhach Hachimura scoring the way he was, it did allow, uh, like it opened up the floor a little bit for Russell Westbrook to do some more stuff. Um, so that was very, very positive to see. Um, just trying to pull up his wide open three-point numbers. So this season on wide open threes, um, per game, he takes two attempts and <laughs> he's at 26.3% on wide open threes. So that's kind of like where like teams um, have been helping up, helping off of him a lot. Um, and yeah, that's a pretty bad number. Um, so hopefully this game will um, help him get his confidence up. Hopefully he can continue this momentum into the next game where hopefully the Wizards have all their guys. Um, and yeah, I guess I do want to talk a little bit about the Bucks defensive scheme. Um, so they, they pretty much want to drop most of the time, but this game they ran a lot of um, just a lot. <laughs> what am I trying to say? A lot of like switching, a lot of different actions. So the, I like to see that from the Bucks. Um, they're also going a lot of under, uh, obviously against Russell Westbrook, um, just forcing the other team to take tough mid-range shots, um, which the Wizards were taking, but they made a lot of them, um, which is why the Wizards were able to stay in the game. Um, they're just hitting tough shots, and the Bucks like they just make the bet that like, look, we're gonna give up a bunch of threes, we're gonna give up mid-range shots, we're not gonna let teams shoot at the rim. If they beat us based off shooting variance or mid-range jump shots and three-point jump shots, then we're gonna live with that. Um, and I think that that's a good bet to make. That bet made them the best defense in the league last year by far. Um, this year, other like the opponent shooting luck hasn't been on their side as much. Um, just to go through some of their numbers, um, this year so far, they're second in frequency around the rim and fifth in accuracy. And you saw that in this game. The Wizards shot 14% of their shots right around the rim, um, which is only <laughs> in the first percentile. Um, and yeah, so they're 24th in three-point frequency and 26th in accuracy. So the Wizards shot um, in the 63rd percentile in three-point shots, but they made 40% of them, which is a really, really good number, um, which is part of why they got uh, were in this game. But also the Wizards shot a ton of shots from mid-range. Like they shot and then 25% of the shots from long mid and 22% of the shots from short mid. Um, overall, on all the mid-range shots combined, um, that is 48% of the shots, which is in the 97th percentile. And they made in the 67th percentile of those looks. And that's only at 46.5%. Um, so while those aren't great looks, um, to set up other looks, those are good. Um, but the Wizards do need to get a little more like of the mentality of getting downhill and getting into the paint and scoring. Um, but it is tough against the kind of drop that the Bucks play. Also, they do like to collapse on um, when you're trying to drive into the lane. Um, so, like, yeah, like that's a bet that the um, Bucks are willing to make. Um, eventually the Wizards, like the Wizards shooting luck in the first like three quarters, two and a half quarters, which is insane. Eventually it did start to wear off. And that's like kind of where in the NBA, there's so many possessions. There's like, or actually I'll check. So there's 111 possessions about in this game for each team. Um, so like after 50 possessions, yeah, the shooting luck may be pretty heavily weighed toward one team. Um, but as you get more possessions, more of a sample, then um, the sh like you're going to start to regress the mean more and more and more and more. Um, and then like over time, the Bucks get back into the game and they ended up winning. Um, so like, yeah, that happens. Like next game, the Wizards probably aren't going to have the high degree of shooting luck that they had in this game. Um, but you know, you, gotta, you, um, over the sample size of only 111 possessions, sometimes crazy things will happen. Um, and a crazy thing almost did happen tonight. Um, but again, the Wizards did help themselves with the way that they were playing. 
Um, I guess I also want to talk about um, the Wizards' defensive scheme against Giannis. Um, they were very, very quick to help off um, the strong side corner. The Bucks got up 45 threes tonight. Um, so in terms of frequency, um, that is in the 76th percentile. 41% of the shots were um, from three. And they made 37.2%. Um, that's kind of was a lot of difference in this game. They're giving up a lot of shots because they were helping off Giannis a lot. Like really, really strong from the strong side corner. Um, whoever was guarding the strong side corner, they were just having help off Giannis from one pass away. They're helping a ton off Giannis. Um, and that allowed him to get a, like he racked up 11 assists. Um, a lot of it is because the wizards were so willing to help off the strong side corner. Um, and help from one pass away, which is a usually a big no, no in the league. Like I get why they want to do against Giannis. Um, I just would have been more cautious in doing so. Um, because it just made his life so much easier, right? Um, if you help from one pass away, then the read is just so easy right there. But if you help from the weak side corner, then that makes his read that much harder. That's probably what I would have gone to, just pre-rotating from the weak side wing whenever Giannis touched the ball on the perimeter. Um, but Scott Brooks didn't want to do that. Um, he wasn't willing to just have like Rui left on an island with Giannis. Um, I get it. A lot of teams do that, but I'm just not a huge fan of that just because if the Bucks surround him with shooters, then you're just giving shooters open looks. And that's basically like what the Wizards did. Um, and then like also like a lot of the, the Bucks guys didn't shoot that well. Like Ben Forbes was two for eight on a lot of good looks. Um, Pat Connaughton was three for five. Like don't really expect that to happen. Bobby Porter shooting 50% on eight attempts. You don't really expect that to happen. But then like Drew Holiday was only two for five. Um, like Dante DiVincenzo was only one for four. Brooke Lopez was only two for seven. Middleton was only one for four. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like a give and take. So they end up with 37.8%. That's probably about where you would expect them to be with the guys that were shooting the ball. Um, so, like, <laughs> are you going to continue to give up so many open looks? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Wizards adjust because they play the Bucks again on Monday, um, which is going to be super, super exciting. Um, hopefully Beal is back. Hopefully Bertans is back and can get a full game. I want to. I really, really want to see how they defend against Bradley Beal. Um, are they going to stick Drew Holiday on him? And then who are they going to stick on Westbrook? Like, I would assume DiVincenzo. Um, on or maybe Middleton and then just kind of back up or maybe even Giannis and just have him play free safety and just let Westbrook shoot. Um, so there's a lot of options that the Bucks can go to just with their personnel. Um, and I think it'll be really, really interesting to see how they play it. Um, so yeah, um, I'll make this quicker just because there's a lot of other basketball going on tonight. Um, so I'll just go through my notes and that'll be it for this episode. Um, so yeah, I talked about um, going under screens. Um, uh, yeah, and like the first five minutes I wrote in my notes that um, Westbrook and Rui just are looking awesome right now. They're playing way more aggressive. Um, and then I said they're hitting outside shots, which, which won't continue. And I was wrong about that. It did continue for like the whole entire game. Um, I wrote, oh, they're, they're running a lot of the same um, on-ball stuff. Oh, that was more in the first quarter. They're running a lot of the same on-ball stuff they usually do with Bilbo with different guys. Like I wrote that after it was running a couple, couple actions. They ran like a pistol for Neto, which didn't look very good. Um, oh my god, the Wizards ran a floppy in this game. I've been begging for the Wizards to run floppy action with um, Beal and Bertans because I think that would look awesome. But they ran it for Troy Brown and Westbrook. Like, <laughs> what? Um, so maybe, maybe Scott Brooks testing it out. Maybe Robert Pack, you know, kind of nudged him and said, hey, run this. Um, and then we're going to run it with Beal and Bertans. But like, I've been begging for that action. And when they finally ran it, it's for Troy Brown and Russell Westbrook. And that was a big disappointment for me. Um, oh yeah, Russ guarded Giannis a bunch. And he did a pretty solid job. Um, I think that's an interesting idea. If you're going to send help anyways, like you might as well have a smaller guard on Giannis to like just make his life harder to um, make it harder for him to dribble. But the Bucks eventually countered by just setting a screen on um, Russell Westbrook, just taking him out of the play. And then Giannis just had a runway to the rim and he would just score a bunch. And that ended up not working too well eventually. And the Wizards didn't adjust well enough out of that. Um, 
some something in the second quarter the Wizards did. Um, they had Matthews. Um, they did a stack with Matthews setting the screen for the screener, and then he popped out. Um, he didn't get the ball, but he was wide open, so I thought that was good. Um, all I wrote in my notes, it's so refreshing to watch Bonga play defense um, because Bonga is like the best defender on the team. Um, he did a great job on Drew Holiday tonight when he was in for like five minutes. Um, he only played eight minutes, but I thought he did really good on defense, and he was fun to watch. Um, eight minutes plus two on the night. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I wrote interesting. I already talked about Giannis defense on Giannis. Um, oh, in the beginning of the um third quarter, the Bucks just came out killing the Wizards in transition. Um, off a lot of missed shots too. Like the Bucks run a ton off missed shots. Off live re- rebounds, they ran forty one percent of the time, which is like a ridiculous number. Um, their um transition frequency in this game was twenty two point five percent, which is really really high. And their points per play in transition was one hundred and forty three point five per hundred um plays, which is insanely high. Um, so you don't want to see teams run in transition that much. Um, that is not good, um, especially with teams that have finishers around the rim like Giannis. Um, that's a big no-no and big reason why the Bucks won this game. Um, Len, I talked about Len finishing around the rim. Um, <laughs> I wrote, never in my life did I think I would see Rui play this well. He's been aggressive the whole game going downhill, really using his tools well right now. I talked about that, but I thought that's funny the way I worded it um, in my notes. Um uh, so I wrote Westbrook is playing well right now and just had his best dunk of the year. Um, he did have his best dunk of the year, and then like two plays later, he got rejected by the rim. Um, but like his dunks have been gradually, gradually, gradually getting better, um, which I think is a good sign of his um, like his level of physicality just getting higher and higher, higher. Just like how um, physically ready he is for each game. Um, because he did have that calf issue, he looked really, really bad for the first two months of the season. But he's been gradually looking better, which is really, really exciting to see. Um, and the Wizards still aren't too far out of the playoff picture, so that's good. Um, how about Bucks doing switching? Uh, shooting luck is wearing off. We talked about that. Um, continue to switch. Um, Westbrook. Oh yeah. So there's just like this one point three minutes left. Russell Westbrook took a bad three, and then he played no help defense, and all of a sudden the lead was six. But then he helped push the lead back um, to zero um, at a certain point. So I'm not going to hold it too much against him because he did do so much. Um, it is hard to stay um, engaged defensively when you do so much. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for this episode. Um, Wizards play the Bucks on Monday, I believe, at 7 o'clock again, but don't quote me on that. Um, so definitely check that game out. I'll have a podcast coming out that night or the next day. Thank you for listening to the Wizards Hoops Analyst Podcast on the Hoop Heads Podcast Network. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hoops Wizards Pod. I'll see you next time.